Welcome to Jewish Boy Calls His Mother. I'm your host, Sadia, and this is my mother, Ima. Hey, Ima. Hello, sweetheart. So we had a few topics talking about today. Um, have you had a good yantif? I did have a good yantif, actually. Baruch Hashem, yeah. Baruch Hashem. It was, yeah, again, it was a lot yeah. of fun. Gained 20 pounds from all that oh cheese cake. Oh my God, I really did. I need to lose so much weight. I need to lose at least like 60 pounds. This is ridiculous. <laughs> this is absolutely crazy. Weren't you telling me earlier about like uh, there was a 300 pound gym teacher at Beis Yaakov? Uh, well, this was many, many years ago in the elementary. There was, uh, <laughs> yes, there was a 300 pound gym, te- pound gym teacher. I hate to sound prejudiced, but only a Jewish school, only a Jewish school. <laughs> do this so your father called uh, the principal of the elementary at the time and complained to him about a 300 pound gym teacher setting an example for the girls and the principal replied to your father but she's very athletic <laughs> and your father said i don't care how athletic is she's 300 pounds well pesci your younger sister when older she was sister. like in pesci oh that's my older sister when she was like, you know, this was like the lower elementary, like first, second grade, whatever. She would, she and the girls, this is horrible, would purposely pretend not to understand the directions that the that this particular gym teacher was giving them so that she would have to demonstrate it for them so they could see her bounce around. <laughs> that's horrible. Oh, that's horrible. Yeah. Oh, my God. I'm just thinking like, I know, I know what the exercises I need to do. I know how to work out. It's just that it's the time and motivation that I need to really do to push myself. That's well, like, um, it's, I don't know what it is. Um, the, a friend of mine who joined Weight Watchers when the Weight Watcher coach found out that she was an Orthodox Jewish woman. She said to her, I want to meet with you after class. And she, and the coach said to her, I have to meet with you personally because you Jewish women or in a category all by yourself. I have never seen a religion where one is required to eat certain foods. Yeah. Oh my God. It's just. I got to say something funny though. When I attended your sister Hannah's uh, graduation from Stern University. Yeah. um, They had a list of um, uh, master degree and PhD thesis theses thesis that uh, was the thesis. plural thesis thesis thesis. I think thesis 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 i think that yeah. might be the plural of it as well as the singular that, that they were awarding um these women on that particular day and one of the papers one of the research papers when i read the description and the title i said i'm sorry only a jewish woman's university would have something like this the topic of the paper was verbal and mental cues that are effective in weight loss. Oh, I mean, did you read it? It sounds interesting. Unfortunately, no, they, they didn't have the papers available, of course, to read, but they simply had the top, the, ti- the title of the, they simply had the title of the paper and what the research was about, mm. like a synopsis of what the paper was about. Yeah, no, I, I, all it really takes is lower your calorie intake and try to try to walk more and, and exercise more. That's it. It's it's not that hard. It's just that your body slows down with metabolism and you sort of stop eating like you are 20. Just that's it. You say goodbye to anything that I guess tastes good. Just start eating vegetables and fruit and cut back on red meat. It's it's pretty simple. It's not that it's not rocket science. It's really not. 
what it, what it well, takes those motivations. Yeah, for the majority of people, that's true. But you do have a minority of people, and they've actually discovered this. There's a genetic doctor, geneticist, who found what he called the fat gene. It is an actual gene where if you have this gene, you know, you really need some sort of medication to get that weight off. You simply cutting back and exercising won't do it. And um, my sisters and I suspect that we think something like this might run in our family because I remember my mother was overweight, yet she did not overeat and she was active. And yet, I mean, I've seen people like this. They don't overeat and they do exercise. And for some reason, they are like about 100 pounds overweight or so, and they just cannot get the thing off. Uh, it's, it's, it's just, you just got to go into starvation mode, I guess, at that point. Like, just stop eating and see how long you can last. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you don't die first. <laughs> I'm not trying to promote any unhealthy uh, dieting habits. I'm just saying, like, hey, just you don't need to obtain, you don't need to take in so many calories as you used to. You know, you don't need to have that sandwich here or, or cake there or whatnot. It's just, I don't know. I, I, I myself take responsibility for my actions and I realize I, I'm my reason why I'm, you know, overweight. It's because I don't, you know, I don't watch what I eat as much as I used to and I don't exercise as much as I used to. Yeah. Well, but, there, there actually, let's face it, there is a genetic tendency. There definitely is because, you know, you see families where the entire family is very, very thin. No matter what they do, they're always thin. And certain families, where to put it in terms of what one doctor I was reading about said, he says, obesity doesn't run in families, it gallops. Yeah, because nobody all... runs or gallops. <laughs> but no, but we've all, we've all seen this. And, and um, um, I was talking to a woman who the majority of her life growing up, this poor woman weighed 300 pounds. And she finally got it off and I asked her how. She said, and she had been through every single weight loss program imaginable. And she'd even had her metabolism tested and the doctors told her that she would have to basically go on a starvation diet in order to lose any type of weight. She says, then she went back to college and she decided to take a gym class in, it was basic exercise, where the gym class is that you exercise on various equipment, different types of equipment, and that's it. And she found by the end of the semester, she lost 10 pounds. For the first time in her life, she actually lost weight. So that's when she said she realized that exercise can very well be more important than diet. Well, you got to do both of them. True. You have to do both. Oh, yeah. You know, it's, it's, I, I don't see why I'm, I'm not a 100% professional. I used to be a personal trainer. That's one professionalism I have to even talk about this stuff. But it's just it's like, it's again, it's not rocket science. Watch what you eat and exercise. You, if you don't watch what, you, watch what you eat and you don't exercise, you will gain weight. End of story. Mm-hmm. Well, I did see. I did see one thing interesting. There's a there. I did see um, where this uh, young man's family, the whole family, go, you know, they're all overweight. The you know, going back generations, and he was determined to try to lose it. And he got exercise equipment, and he watched his you know, he dieted, got exercise equipment. He exercised every day, and he wasn't real, real thin, but he at least wasn't obese he was what pe- people call buff uh, i guess people would say he was like more like he, instead of being hundreds of pounds overweight so 
he finally got it down to being just 20 pounds of weight. But I'm sorry, I, I, I still think that genetics, um, I'm sorry, Maybe. I think genetics does play a role in it. I don't know. I'm, I, I, I'm not, I'm not buying it. I think every, I think I, I'm, I'm surprised because I remember learning over Shavuos about uh, these two rabbis um, who were so overweight that when their bellies touched each other, it says that um, I think a donkey or an ox can, an, a, or, an, or, or a small animal can, can yeah. go under. And it's, it's funny because it's like you don't think back if people were that fat back in the day because you have to do so much manual labor and move around. Like, how is it even possible? But genetics. <laughs> genetics, I guess you're right. Yeah, I guess you're right. I guess you're right. <laughs> oh, man. The other thing I wanted to talk about was um, was that that I know we, we've mentioned we've dabbled in this before, but now that I get to ask you now, like, is there anything you always wanted to try but never got around to? Is this an X-rated conversation? No, Ima. I'm asking basically like <laughs> going on a roller coaster or hitchhiking, things like that. Like, I've done, well, I've done that. I, I did hitchhiking, and I'm lucky. I'm I'm lucky. I'm alive to tell the story. Yeah. No. It's like, but. <laughs> It's it's because no one wants to have regrets when they get older. But I don't know. I think that's how it's that's the other thing. I think it's healthy well, you, to have regrets. You, you can't do everything in one lifetime, and maybe you shouldn't, because you can really drive yourself crazy. Because there's a, especially here in the United States, we're very lucky. We live in a country where there's a lot of a lot of opportunity and a lot of free choice. So you know we're really not as limited as people used to be years ago, or people are in some you know foreign countries so you can't let yourself go crazy but um i think well, i've um i rode a horse once but i've always wanted to take real horseback riding lessons really wanted to learn actually how to ride a horse i wanted to do that and um I think oh, I, Ima, I, Ima, yeah. can you can you tell me the horse story oh, your first horse, time riding a horse yes uh yes i was visiting a friend who had a farm and he had uh, horses, and very funny. It's here, I'm laughing already. And so I get on this horse, and the first time getting on a horse is it's scary. I mean, these animals are very yeah. powerful, they're and big. they're big, and you're way up there. It's very, very scary. So I got on the horse, and I feel like a slight bump. And my friend says to me, "That was good." I said, "What was?" He said. The horse tried to buck you off and you stayed on. I go, I didn't know he tried to buck me off. <laughs> I just felt like a little bump. I know he tried to buck me off. So he says, he told me how I should clap my legs together against the horse to get it to move, but you know, not too much because the more you clap your legs against the sides of the horse, the faster he'll go. And I surely did not want the horse to go fast. So the horse starts to go and he shows me like how you take the straps or the reins and if you want it to go to the right so you push the rein against the left cheek of the horse you want it to go left you push that right the rein that's on your right hand against the right cheek to steer its head so i was just so terrified of this animal that he walked uh, he trotted over to this apple tree and started eating the leaves and of course the owner comes over to me and he says to me, don't let him do that. And I said to the owner, 
He, he can, can do, do whatever he, he wants. He wants. <laughs> oh, I love it. I love it. I love you, it. We finally you got purposely goaded me into that because you know your sisters are always teasing me about that story. Not about that. It's a go-to Ema story. You know, there's certain stories, but now I finally have it on record. It is finally officially <laughs> on the Jewish boy calls his mother record that you said that horse story. Ah, uh, I love you it. goaded me into it. Uh, you wanted it. You love the attention. Yeah, but I would have. I also have always had this dream also of um, uh, flying a plane. I really, really enjoy. I really enjoy flying. I've never flown a plane, of course, but I love. I love the takeoff. I find that I, I purposely like to sit next to the window whenever I fly. And just that takeoff is such an adrenaline rush. I just love it. You think you're an adrenaline junkie? <laughs> I, I wouldn't be surprised you'd be an adrenaline junkie. You just, you would, I, you would probably, I mean, you've never done skydiving. I wouldn't, that I would never do. Really? Uh-uh. Not that even for I a million bucks. Never, ever, ever do. Did you ever do skydiving? No, I always wanted to. I never got around to it. I just, I don't know. I just, it, it, there's skydiving in Baltimore. There's official skydiving Baltimore thing. Um, you, mean, you mean indoor skydiving or outdoor skydiving? No, outdoors. Skydiving? Mm -hmm. There's also indoors. I have a friend, yeah. Yeah, no, and we have a good friend who works there. Who? I don't want to say on the air because people are listening. Okay, I don't want to oh, give okay. out names. Sure. We'll, but, um, we'll talk a very on, good friend on, of mine afterwards. Works, a very good friend of mine works at the indoor skydiving. But, um, no, as far as I'm concerned, my life is too valuable. No, skydiving, that's, I'm taking, that to me, that's too chancy. Too but chancy. I'll, tell, I'll tell you a funny story, though, about a friend of mine who was very much into skydiving and something that happened to him. Um, this, this guy, he and, you know, his skydiving buddies went skydiving um, in Westminster, Maryland, you know, Carroll County, and they were, they were in a formation. They had their arms out. They had not deployed their, power, their parachutes yet. They were coming in a formation. And he sees, the, it's four of them. He sees the first guy all of a sudden whoosh, being blown away. He sees the second guy, whoosh, the third guy. Whoosh. Then he hits this tremendous air pocket and gets, whoo. Like he doesn't even have to deploy his, his um, parachute because the guy's like, Whatever this air pocket is, is carrying all of them. So I said to him, it sounds like to me you hit the jet stream. He says, yeah, he thinks he did. So anyway, they get totally blown off course. Finally, this air pocket releases them. And of course, they release their chutes. And they come down in this farmer's field. And this farmer who's working in his field is just looking at these four guys, <laughs> you know, parachuting down in this field. This is now. This is before the age of cell phones. Yeah, and he of course goes over to them, and he um, they said, "Where are we?" Evidently, they are. They were got blown two hundred miles off. Of course, they are in Pennsylvania. Wow, like central Pennsylvania. Holy crap! So the farmer um, offers to let them come back to his house. He says, "You can use my phone." They go back to the house. They. They had a buddy that was waiting for them in a car back at Westminster, and he's waiting and waiting. Of course, this is going on hours already. And they, the guy went home. Like I said, before the age of cell phones, so he had to go home. 
and they call his house and the guy picks up the phone and says, hey, it's us. And of course, it's we're the blankety blank are you? <laughs> he says, we are in central Pennsylvania. We'll give you the address. He goes, that, you are 200 miles away. Oh, my God. And of course, he came and picked them up, I'm assuming. He did. He drove out there and picked them up. Yes. He was a good, he was a good buddy. He picked them up. He didn't just let them hitchhike from the farmer's house. No. Especially, especially in their jumpsuits. So wait, so you didn't you don't care to go skydiving? No. Oh, like what like you know what's like what's a typical bucket list thing that people do? Hmm. Do, 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 do. Um I would like to take a tour of Europe. I've yeah, never you already, you already Europe. did that though. No, I didn't. I just went to Switzerland. Well, not really Europe. I mean, I I touched in different places in Europe, like now and then, like when I was in college, I spent a day in Munich and I went on a two week um, trip to Italy. Um, when I graduated college, I spent a week in Switzerland in um, the part of Switzerland, the German part of Switzerland. Um, I went to Israel a few times. I've been to Israel, but to really take an entire real European tour of seeing the main sites, you know, um, say London, Paris, you know, one of these uh, two month tours where every few days it's another country where you're seeing the main sites. Um, uh, go to Czechos- go to Poland, Czechoslovakia, uh, see different, you know, see the Jewish parts of the Ukraine. If, if uh, I, I'd I like know, to do something like that. I know halakhically you can't, but if you could, would you get a tattoo? No. Really? I, I hate tattoos. Really? Never liked them. Even as a kid, I never liked tattoos. Ah. You wouldn't get a tattoo. I would. They think they're gross. How about you? Oh, you I have a whole. Bo- I would. I would tattoo my whole body up. Honestly. <laughs> With what? What, would, what pictures up. would you? What pictures would you go for? And remember um, this. This is remember this is a G-rated. No, I have. I mean, I designed. I designed a few. You know. I designed a few tattoos myself. I, I won a tattoo uh-huh. contest uh, in Pennsylvania. I didn't um, know that. Yeah, yeah. It was it was Tell a tattoo drawing. It. it was a tattoo drawing contest, um, and I drew a picture of a, a penis that was a cowboy, and they loved it. So I won. <laughs> yeah. I told you this is a G-rated show, Mister. So what? Um, so what was your prize? I it hate like, to ask. It was, it was a gift card. It was a gift card to the to the tattoo parlor. But I couldn't use it, so I was like, "Sorry." Why couldn't no. you use it? Because you'd have to get a tattoo, Ima. I thought you said you didn't mind getting a tattoo. Yeah, but it's halakhically not like viable for me because I'm Jewish and I don't want to get like I can't get a tattoo because I'm Jewish. That's why I'm not getting one. Oh, okay. Yeah. I think I thought the Jews though couldn't get any of these big wild tattoos, but I thought a Jewish person could get like. Um, Hello, are you there? Like, yeah, can you hear me? Yeah, no, you crapped out for a second. No, oh, you I'm can't sorry. get anything. You can't get anything. Yeah. I didn't know. No, that. I thought because you it's could get the, a small the laws of Kakua. It's a Kakua, and uh-huh. I mean, there are some Shilohs and some questions, and you can get. And there are like, you can get a cosmetic tattoo. A woman can get cosmetic tattoos if the if the rabbi allows it. Um, but that's a whole different story. I mean, I could go on and on about mm-hmm. that, but we don't have that much time. Um, but maybe that'll be for next segment. We'll talk about tattoos for the next. So tell me what, um, are there any, what else what would you have liked? Are there any type of, you know, you know what kind, well, you know what kind of, uh, I'm, I'm very adventurous when it comes to food. 
And, um, and before I became from, when I was in Italy, I ate an octopus. But, um, you know, when I was in Israel, what I would have wanted to have, except the oh, uh, yeah. restaurant didn't have it available. Would, so I guess you've, you've tried calamari. Would you, would you try like an extinct animal or like an endangered animal? No. That no? I wouldn't do. That no. You wouldn't do? no, 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 no. Would you try I certain could. bugs? Uh, I mean, like a, like a kosher, like, oh, cicada. Yeah, there are some people, by the way, that do eat cicadas. Yes. Yes. <laughs> they fry them up in a frying pan, make them crunchy. I'd be, cur- I'd be curious to try it. Try, try Are they kosher? Are cicadas no, kosher? No, they're not. There's a yellow locust. There's one type of yellow locust that is kosher, and only a certain uh, Svardim have, I think it's Yemenite, uh, have the um, Mefarish, and it uh-huh. has the Mesora that gives them the ability to, to eat it, but no one else does. Now, I would try that. That I would try. Well, I remember when I was in uh, Beis Rivka, we took a class in Halachal Threat by Azdaba, and he was talking about the kosher grasshoppers, that particular species of kosher grasshopper. Yeah, the yellow locusts. Yeah, and he mentioned to us that they fry them up in a frying pan and make them crunchy. Yeah. And that I would try. Yeah, that would be cool. So Where can we get something like that. Honestly. Were they some in Israel? They some in Israel? I, I went to Israel and I looked. I went to Israel and I looked all over the place. I traveled, literally traveled. I traveled to places and asked people. The closest thing I got was there's some place like in Beersheva that uh-huh. there are some people that might have it, but I but it was it was a really long, like a really long bus ride that I wasn't sure if I was going to go or not. People will say, go to your Just try a kosher grasshopper. <laughs> I, I would go nuts. I would love to find one. If, if anybody's listening that knows of somebody who, who knows, who can recognize the, the kosher's, I would definitely try one, like 100%. They should import them to the United States. I bet there'd be a big market for it. There would, but the problem is, is that you have to have a Masora, so not every Jew can eat it. Oh. Yeah, it kind of sucks, but that's just how it goes. Um, but you yeah. have to be Yemenite. You have to be Yemenite to eat them. Uh, yeah, yeah, you do. You know, yeah. this reminds me of an advertisement years ago about this kosher rye bread called Levi's. And oh, yeah. remember the, adver- the advertisement was, you don't have to be Jewish to enjoy Levi's, but you have to be Yemenite to enjoy the kosher grasshopper. You don't have to be Yemenite <laughs> to enjoy a good kosher yellow yellow locusts. Stop on by. Only nine ninety nine a pound. Hey, that's a good advertisement. You do very well with that. (laughs) All right. That is time. Uh, Thank you so much, Ema, for joining me. And I hope to hear from you soon. Okay, honey. Love you. Have a great Shabbos. All right. I love you too. Have a good Shabbos. Thank you for listening to Jewish Boy Calls His Mother. Please like and share and find us on Facebook at Jewish Boy Calls His Mother podcast. We are looking forward to hearing from you.